Welcome to the Daily Naked Pair Podcast, brought to you by Rocco Blue, the first ever brand focused on supporting parents with special needs children. Naked Parent Nation is a group of parents with special needs children who are willing to get vulnerable, strip it all down, and take a look at ourselves, our parenting, our family, and our plans to create a life beyond our wildest dreams. Hello, Naked Parent Nation, and welcome to today's episode of the Naked Parent Podcast. My name's Chad Ratliff, and I'm your host. And on today's show, we are going to be talking about health, wellness, and beauty with a special guest who I will introduce you to shortly. But before I introduce you, let me start by sharing our community's preamble. Naked Parent Nation is a worldwide community of parents raising children with all kinds of needs. We come together to share our naked truth, support our fellow parents, and inspire the inner growth that each of us needs to build the life and family of our dreams. For the parents that are struggling, we want you to know that we will love you until you can love yourself. For your children, we pray and send power from our collective group. As we come to understand our divine nature, we realize that there's no need to feel sorry for ourselves, be angry, or feel lack. We come to understand that our feelings of limitation and separation are only in our minds. Through self-realization, we expand our consciousness. Challenges that perplex us today dissipate one by one until we're able to see and experience gratitude and beauty in everything just as it is. We have the power to create any kind of life we want for ourselves and our family. We do this by living in the naked present moment, one day at a time. Esther and Jerry Hicks call it the science of deliberation, and we call it the answer to all of our prayers. So I'd like to introduce you to Susan Natuero, who's a working mom. She is in medical records at a hospital, and in her free time, she deals with herbal medicine, which we're gonna hear more about. She's also the mom of twins with autism. Welcome to the show, Susan. Thank you, Chad. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. How old are your twins? My twins are eight years old. And what's their diagnosis? They were diagnosed with the autism and lack of speech. They could like bang their heads. Of course, they would not like understand anything. And hyperactivity. Yeah, those are most of the things they first saw when they we got to know that they had autism. When did the signs show up for them? How early? Yeah, since they were, they were our firstborn, we didn't know anything. We just realized it at two years when they could not say anything and say what's wrong with our children. We don't understand what is going on. We had to go to the hospital to seek for help. Now, when we met a, a, a psychiatrist, the psychiatrist just told us, you know, in Africa, 
Sometimes they say it is witchcraft, eh? witchcraft, yeah. And the doctor said, these kids, if it is not autism, those are things for twins. You know, there are things, cultural things they are supposed to do for twins that if it's not like that, then that is autism. So there we started searching on the internet to, know, to understand autism because it was new in our ears. We didn't know anything about it. So that's when we got to know, we started searching how we can help. Yeah, that's how the journey started at, at two years. Did they crawl? Like for my, no. for instance, my son, he, when he tried to crawl, he would just drag his legs. Like he wouldn't get up on his knees. Did your children crawl? Most of those things we, okay, we didn't focus on them so much. The only thing we focused on was banging the heads on the, ah. on the floor eh? and making things in, in what? Counting, okay, like making things in, is it a circle? They make things in straight line ah. and the lack of eye contact. That's when we started. When we would read, we would see things. You read here and then you see the children. You see that all the signs we're talking about autism. Even the eating, they were so picky. They could refuse some things. Yeah, that's how we got to know. Do they walk? How are their motor skills? Walking, they had no problem. They could walk. They even crawled well. But the speech, the eye contact, and the banging of head is what we observe mostly. Yeah, because we are so nonverbal today. At the moment, they can say a few words after taking them to to a school and to be helped by specialists like the speech, the occupational therapist, and the helper. Ah, so even now they're in a, in a boarding school where they have all those services. So we pick them every after month, every after month, we go for them. But at least now there is some big change because now they can say some words, you can call them, you call their names, they can at least answer. They can eat now different types of foods. Yeah, they can even call mommy. One can call mommy, daddy. Yeah. So. Are they, do they wear diapers or are they potty trained? No, I trained them, they're okay. They can go to the toilet, they can use the toilet very well, even clean themselves. But at four years, four to five years there, they could even smear and find the whole bedroom's beard. Yeah, those were the bad days, yeah. But now at least, now they can go to the toilet very well, use it. They don't sleep in diapers. Ah, they even go and take themselves to their, to their beds. They can lay their beds. They can even switch off the lights ah, and go to sleep. Mm. So, but rewinding back to the early days, 
when you didn't know anything about autism and you realized that you had twins with autism, can you tell us a little bit about what that was like for you as a new mom emotionally and how life was at that time for you? At that time, I thought my life was shattered because you would even feel like, how will people, like how will people say that I have kids with, like with a special, like special needs, I don't know anything, as in, you even fear, how do I start even telling friends, telling who, we even cried, I cried, I would be like low, and you know, you are there, you don't know where to start from, you feel you want to do your best, and of course you've been in denial, Say, ah, these people, what they are saying is not true. How, where do we get this? In the family, it is not there. They say it is genetical. I've never seen anybody having it. And that's, of course, there are so many questions which were not answered by anybody. Don't let me to answer them by myself. Yeah. Did you have to deal with depression? Did you go through depression or get angry or... Yeah, I would uh, get angry. I feel so bad. Yeah, me, uh, I'm emotional. I would just cry. If I feel something, I'll just cry. Then after, I clean my eyes and go and do my things. And they say, now what do I do? These are my children. I can't do anything. The only thing is to try my best and see them grow and become better people in the future if I get the opportunity. Were there, were there any moments that you can think of that were kind of pivotal moments or aha moments for you that like really helped improve the quality of your life and maybe for your kids as well? Yeah, they were there. Like when they could do something, you feel like something new. I would, of course, feel happy, laugh. And even share with family and friends that my child has done this. At least they have learned the potty. They have eaten food, different types of food. Like they come and give you a hug and cuddle you. Eh? You feel eh? You're so happy. Yeah. They are lovely girls. Eh? They are like angels. They are like angels. Yeah. It wasn't, um, I'm guessing that it didn't always feel like they were angels. Is that true? Yeah, of course, at, at, at first, of course, I had, you, you failed to accept and say, why me? Yeah. Why me? Why this and this? Why did it happen to me? Now am I going to handle it? I don't have enough funds. You know, they tell you everything. But whenever you go to like to the hospital, to the school, everything of theirs is expensive, and you see life is expensive. So now, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Did you find a, a community of people to support you, or? Have you had to go through this mostly alone? The, their father has been there for me. We are always in this together. And our relatives, my mom, my 
friends. Of course, they're always there praying for us. And church, of course, they come and pray, of course, to give you the strength to go on. Yeah, and I'm so grateful for them. Yeah, they have been there for us. That's what I, I can't deny that. At least they encourage you They where you feel you're down. Someone, of course, they don't stress you. They don't stress you. They always want to see you happy. Oh, I'm glad yeah. that that yeah. family. I'm curious about your passion in herbal medicine. Is that have anything to do with having kids with special needs, or is that co a completely separate interest of yours? No, herbal medicine. It came when I was searching for for that, like for the sure, the sure to help my children get well. Now I started reading, I started searching on internet and doing things. Eh? And most of, okay, some of them I knew, but of course I was not practicing, like giving people remedies, what, I'll just share. But now when I started looking out for a cure, I even had to go back to school and study about herbal medicine because of that. It, they inspired me. My children inspired me. And it is what is helping me now to get at least some resources for them, like what they need to use at school, even the school fees, what. In fact, it is being the source of income for the family. That's great. Yeah, yeah. I Doing government. Hmm? I think that that's um, one of the blessings about having children with unique needs is I find parents like you that are being creative and being willing to take risks to explore new dimensions to make this world a better place by making our children more comfortable, by making ourselves more comfortable and by giving us purpose. I'm really inspired by uh, parents raising special needs children because I know the journey is is steep. You can find a smile. When you can find a way to smile authentically, it means that you've come so far. Yeah, sure, sure. I've come from very far. That one I'll not lie. I've come from very far. My children have inspired me so much. They have made me to be patient. You know, sometimes you used to take life for granted, but these children can teach you a lesson and you'll be patient with life. You learn to appreciate life. You learn a lot from them. You learn a lot from them. You learn to focus and you learn to even love for others and even love for children. I agree. Tell us a little bit about the journey to finding the right school for them. Like what age did you find it? How challenging was it to make the decision that that was the right place for them? Can you tell us a little bit about that part of your journey? No, at first I had to take them to a, a normal school for other children. They stayed there like for almost three years. 
three to four years. <laughs> they had they didn't learn a lot. So my sister got to got to know about that school where they are, and she gave me the contact of the director. I got in touch with her and I went there. They also diagnosed them. She also got scared of the twins because they also had never taken like two kids, like the twins. Ah. They even they even wondered how I could uh, manage the twins. Yeah. But she the lady said, of course she could not tell me, but she told me afterwards when they, they had gotten used to them. Yeah. And yeah, the father had refused that could not leave, take the children, leave the, the, her, his kids because he couldn't imagine his daughters away from, from him because the kids are too innocent, they don't know anything. He was is a, a protective dad, eh? that's what he did. Said, eh, of course, I have to tell him there's nothing we can do at the moment because. Imagine when we are not around, what will these kids be? I told him, let us try and see if they can be helped in this school. I had to talk to his mom. The mom had to talk to him. My mom also was scared about the, like, the kids leaving us. But may I pray to God, I said, I have nothing to do. I have to let these kids be because I want them to be the best they can in future, at least. Yeah, I had to look for some funds. Of course, do you know these schools are a bit expensive. You have to try. <laughs> we had to take them to that school. And now they are, at least now they are making some progress. And the people who never used want them to go, they are happy of what is going on now, at least. That's great to hear. What age did they start that school? And they started last year in that school. It was last year when, before it was after COVID, COVID effects. Because they had started, but of course COVID had cut them off. Then we had to readmit them again. So this year, they went back. But within this short test time, at least we've seen some changes. How does your husband feel about it now? So he's supportive, supports it, but of course he complains of the funds we can't afford. But I say nothing we can do now, because now what are we working for? The little we get is for our children. Now let us support them in any way we can. If we fail, yeah, we'll stop there, but at least we'll have given them something. Ah, uh, it's a wild journey, isn't it? Yeah, it is. How have you taken care of yourself emotionally through this process? What do you do for you? Myself, I pray. I read the Bible. I read the Bible. I pray. I went to my own researching of doing my other things. They, they, they take away some of those things I could think of. So I get busy with my, my life. Yeah. It's risky to say because I don't like to make too many generalizations, but I have to say that the people that come on the show that I notice seem to have the high spirits about them. They seem to have faith 
in something behind them uh, that help them get to that place where they're able to smile. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that you have your faith to uh, lean on. Yeah. So God has really helped me. Mm -hmm. So what's next? What, next? what are you excited about in the future? Or I pray to God that at one time, I want, if I can get the resources, I want to set up a school and like uh, this school for old people where they learn handwork. Handwork, if it is knitting, doing what, for children with special needs, and I employ my children in that school, and other children to be helped, not only mine, of course. That is my, of course, that's my prayer. Though I have not yet reached that level, but that is my wish as of now. Uh, that's exciting. Yeah, if I can, it's, a, it's called a, I've forgotten the, those schools how they call them, but voc is it vocation? Vocational okay. school. Yeah, yeah, that is that. my, yeah. I think you'll that be is, successful. Um, that is my prayer. There's such a need for you to be successful because so many more children are born on the autism spectrum today, mm. schools won't be able to handle. There won't be enough resources to support. Mm. And my son's name is Rocco and my daughter's name is Blue. Wow. Special needs. And my dream is called Rocco Blue Ranch. And it's a working ranch for kids that age out of the public school system. Mm -hmm. And they can work on the ranch, you know, farming, whatever level they're able, they can continue their growth on the ranch. And oh. then the ranch supports the community because there's not a lot of things for special needs families to do. You know, if, if you have yeah. time together, you, where, where can you go? You can't go to restaurants, you know, because mm -hmm. you can't go to the normal things that typical people go to. And so I think that your school and my ranch will provide mm -hmm. opportunities for children that we have a heart for. True. That's, that's nice, nice. That's very nice. Thank you for loving me. I ask a few questions sometimes that you give a, a short answer to. Are you up for trying it? I'm not getting you. I'll ask you a few questions and you give like a one word answer or one sentence answer, like a short answer, so we can hear more of your thoughts. You want to try it? No problem. Okay. No problem. What's the best advice you have received? From child. Eh? Well, from, okay, from, our, from people. Eh? Yeah, the best, best advice on your journey that you've received. The best advice I've ever received is that I should never give up on my children. Mm. I should always be persistent and help them in any way I can. Great answer. Do you have a, a, a top resource or recommendation to share with other parents? 
no, I, I don't, I really don't have any. Okay. Yeah. What's the next thing on your list that you want to add for your individual well-being? What's the next thing you want to do for you? As of now, I haven't thought of anything as of yet. I'm still focusing on my, my children mostly. Okay, well, well, we can put your um, your school as the answer to that. That'll be the next thing on your list after you. Uh, yeah, yeah, that one, yeah, that one. What's one thing you think would improve your life if you did it or had it? If I had the funds, I think I would be helping children with special needs if I had the funds because they are really suffering. Children, yeah, people think that they are, it is witchcraft. People really need to learn eh? that it's not, it is a diagnosis. Where do you live? Uganda, East Africa. Is there a lot of people being born in Uganda with autism today? Yes, there are many now. At least maybe because I didn't know, but now I'm seeing it more that there are children with autism. And they don't have hope. They need to be told. Parents need to be advised yeah, on their way to live. I'm really grateful that you um, were willing to be on the show because I feel like it helps our parents in Naked Parent Nation realize that this is a worldwide issue that I don't issue, challenge. It's a worldwide, we're all in this together worldwide. It's not just one kind of people, one kind of country, one kind of culture. This is special needs, does not discriminate. It doesn't care if you're rich or poor or happy or sad. It's here. Yeah, true, true. And thank you for the opportunity. I want to thank you. Is there any like closing thoughts that you have for our listeners? Anything that we've talked about or anything that we haven't talked about that you'd like to share with the parent? Yeah, what I would share with my fellow parents, never give up on your little angels. These kids are a blessing from God. Be persistent, be patient with them, love them. Yeah, you never know whom you you have because you might be having God in your house when you don't know. Yeah, they should always give them the first priority. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. And I would love to stay connected and touch base in the future, maybe come on the show again and hear an update on how things are going and what your children are doing and hear how you're doing, if that's okay. It's okay, it's fine, no problem. I wanna thank you again and wish you the best for you and your family. Thank you so much, you two. Greetings to the babies. Aw, bless you. Bless you too soon. Bye-bye. Bye. This concludes our show for today, and I'd like to personally thank you for spending the time with us on a topic near and dear to our hearts. If you'd like to be part of the Naked Parent Nation and help us reach those parents that are struggling and overwhelmed, there's no better way to help than by subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show on iTunes. 
iTunes highlights the shows based on these metrics, and the more the show gets highlighted, the more opportunities people will have to be introduced to the show where they can hear that message of hope or that tip that can change everything. So follow the link in our show notes, and we hope to have you back here tomorrow where we'll do it again. From the team here at the Naked Parent Podcast, we wish you the life you've always dreamed of and then some. So long.